Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Hey, hey, Waffle Gang, I do hope you are well. My name is Mark, and today we're checking out some more relationship stories. And if you do love a Reddit story, why not consider hitting that like, subscribe, maybe that notification bell too, and let's dive straight into today's first story. Now, today's first story comes from Apparent Throwaway 79. It's titled, I found out I had a child when CPS contacted me because her mother was losing custody. Now what? and it does come with multiple updates. Sorry for the shitty title. To make a long story short, I was a junkie and as a result did a lot of dumb, questionable things. I've been clean for 11 years now. About a week and a half ago, I was contacted by CPS who asked if I knew Mary Smith, a woman with whom I had a relationship when I was on drugs. I said yes and was informed that she had a child. Emma, last name, who had been taken from the home and I was named as her father. With no other contactable family, she could come to me or otherwise go to foster care. It was relayed to me that I was listed as the child's father on her legal documents as well. To cut out some bullshit from the middle here, I'll just skip to the fact that I did accept emergency custody of the child and I do actually pretty strongly believe I'm probably her biological father for a number of reasons but I feel like at this point the caseworkers have been unhelpful and are basically like for all intents and purposes you're her legal father bye and not answering my questions Emma apparently knew I existed and was told through her life that I was her father but her mother said she had no way of contacting me which I guess is technically true my questions one how was I listed on the birth certificate legal records school records etc and literally never informed ever at any point. How is this possible? Two, the caseworker said that because I'm on the birth certificate and the undertone here was, unless you have an identical twin somewhere that is 100% your child, there's no need to take a DNA test. Is there any benefit to doing so? This one I may have to consult with a lawyer on, but if I'm her father, am I then entitled to child support or the foster care stipend? That sounds terrible, but I don't make a lot of money and I'm stressed because there's times I feel like I'm not sure I'm going to have enough for myself, even working full time. And I need to be able to provide for a kid now too. It's not the money, but it's a little bit about the money. And I'll just give you an overview of the comments on this one. Many people were saying, you know, get a DNA test. 100% you need to do that first. Other people saying, don't feel guilty about getting child support. Kids are expensive. You need that money and to communicate to lawyers about this. So now we're gonna move on to the next post from OP who says, how do I 40 male communicate tactfully but firmly to my child's mother, 39 female, that I don't want to engage with her? The title makes me sound horrible, so I'll try to explain. I was in a relationship with my child's mother many years ago when we were both regular heavy drug users. I lost contact with her when I decided to get clean and left the state to go to rehab. For 10 years, I never spoke to her or engaged with her in any way, and she never made contact with me either. I didn't even know our shared child existed until recently. 
so I've been clean for 10 years now. She's continued off and on to use drugs, most recently when I got custody of our shared child. She was arrested on drug-related charges with our child present. She, our child, would have gone to foster care if I hadn't taken custody of her. And of course I did, even though that was the first time I even knew I had a child. She was bonded out and is waiting for her trial. And ever since she got out, she's been contacting me almost daily. I have no interest in talking to her about anything but our shared child and she's not calling me or texting me to talk about her or even to her. She says she wants to be friends and didn't have a way to contact me before, which is technically true, although realistically, for the sake of our kid, she definitely could have put a little extra effort in there. I can't help but feeling that now she has my contact information, she's going to continue to use it to her advantage even though I'm not in any way planning to get dragged back down into that hole. I've tried to tell her that if she wants to talk to our daughter, she can, and I've tried ignoring her, and I've tried telling her I just don't want to go down this path with her, but I feel that there's got to be some kind of firm, tactful way I can tell her that I don't want to have any kind of relationship with her that I'm just not thinking of. Does anyone have any advice? I just feel like if I get tied up in this shit in any way, that isn't just raising this kid, it's going to go down badly. But I can't seem to get that across to her, and I don't want to be hurtful. Update, nearly three months later about the kid I didn't know existed for 10 years. It's been almost three months now, and I thought I'd come in real quick to give an update. Overall, the kid and I are doing great. I really expected the adjustment period to suck, but I feel like maybe this poor kid really needed some structure and stability and total glommed onto that. I tried to give her as much of my love, patience, structure, and stability that I have to give. I've been learning a lot about attachment, trauma, and everything. It's been overwhelming, but every night, no matter how exhausted I am, I get into bed thinking, I thank God for her. I wouldn't trade her for anything in this world. I tell her every night she's my favorite thing. Legally, things are kind of boring. I did the DNA test, unsurprisingly got the result that she's mine biologically. The emergency order is still in place. Mum is still in jail. She was offered the option of going to rehab and refused. She'll be in jail for at least a few more months. And after she's out, we will make a parenting plan for visits with help from the social worker. Realistically, I think she'll die before she gets clean. That sounds like a horrible thing to say, but it is how it is. It's been a wild ride. It's not easy, but it's joyful and it really changed my life and made me want to be better in a lot of ways. Happy anecdotes of parenting anyone. I've only been at it for a few months. I didn't meet my child until she was 10, and our situation is complicated on many levels, but my only regret is that I didn't know she existed sooner. The actual parenting part is amazing. I honestly love all of it, even the hard parts. Some of my favorite mundane things. She loves to play Barbies and makes up the best, most elaborate stories with them. We've had murderers on the loose with amateur detectives solving the crime. We've had dramatic soap operas, superhero academy, family sagas, you name it. I'm a 40-year-old man who never picked up a Barbie in his life and I enjoy it immensely. I've never said no when she asked me to play. Every Tuesday, we go get a slushie and go to the public library. She'd never been read aloud to before. She came here so we pick books to read together, play board games, and she plays on their computers. She loves to pick the music. She loves the kids stuff like Nine Cat and Dumb Ways to Die and stuff, but she also likes stuff I've never heard of like Alan Walker and it's really fun to learn her music taste. 
Lately, we've been listening to seagulls. Stop it now. <laughs> run, 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 jump. I could be a backpack while you run. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> From bad lit reading. And it's literally always funny. She claims to hate David Bowie because his face creeps her out, but she always dances when I play him. The other day, she said, Hey, Dad, on YouTube, I found this really cool band. I bet you've never heard of them. It's the Killers. I pretended I hadn't. (laughs) She loves to remake vines and make movies. We've done the, there's only one thing worse than a child. Chris, is that a weed? Little Russian lady and a few others recently. I edited the movies in iMovie and we have premiere nights where we dress up and eat popcorn and watch them on the projector. She started making them on some program on the computer that makes animated shorts and we have premiere nights for those too. It's really hard at times, but I've literally never felt more rewarded than I do by parenting. OP then moved on to r slash LGBT, where they asked, After being single for a whole decade and deeply suppressing myself for a number of reasons, I met the man of my dreams. Now we're together officially. I'm 40 years old, but I've only ever had one real relationship in my life. I was dealing with a lot of things, religious confusion, addiction, mental health for nearly 11 years. I made a choice to work on myself to find meaning in my life, building a strong foundation of faith, making meaningful platonic connections and generally working to better myself. At times I had thought about finding someone to romantically share my life with, but I was put off on some level I didn't quite understand. After a previously unknown 10-year-old daughter came into my life, I felt fulfilled by her, but I still felt like there was a missing piece. Although I couldn't figure out what it was that made all the prospects seem like they were lacking something. I first met my now husband at our daughter's school. He was the only other single dad coming on a regular basis. He was divorced a few years back and his wife moved state so, so his kids stayed with him. We started talking and realized our daughters were friends and decided we should be as well. After several months of deep conversations, laughter, and the warmest, most genuine connection I've ever felt for a person, all those years of suppression began to make sense and even when I wasn't sure if anything would happen, I let myself fall in love. One anxiety-fueled conversation a week ago and I learned that my feelings were not unmatched. We saw no reason to hesitate in making it official. Our daughters are already convinced they are living out the preteen movie stepsister life of their dreams. And it makes me as happy as the fact I feel finally able to live my authentic life does. If I've learned anything this year, I would say that that the second I shut my anxious brain off and let things happen, all the good things happen. Next section is called The Burnout Is Really Real from r slash dadit. And it says, although my kids is going on 11, I only really became a dad a little less than six months ago. So I guess it's normal to feel this way. It's just that it carries a hefty amount of guilt when your child is as old as mine, rather than an infant. I am for the most part completely solo parenting. I have a boyfriend, but he has three girls of his own and we don't live together. Although honestly, things are so much easier when we are together because the kids are basically self-entertaining at that point. This winter has been a hellscape because she's been sick frequently and today she stayed home from school for what feels like the zillionth day because she had a random fever and after hour seven of TikTok dances and art projects abandoned halfway through and toys all over the floors, I just feel like I can't do it anymore. I miss being able to do whatever and go wherever and having money to go and do whatever. I've spent the past 10 years of my life pretty solitary and focused on being the best person I can be. 
and for the most part I, th I think of that as dad training but sometimes I'm so exhausted I can't help but feel depressed that I won't have that experience again. I love my kid and would never trade her for anything but the burnout is really real lately. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass? So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. Ready to pop the question and take advantage of 30% off? The jewelers at bluenile.com have got sparkle down to a science with beautiful lab-grown diamonds worthy of your most brilliant moments. Their lab-grown diamonds are independently graded and guaranteed identical to natural diamonds. And they're ready to ship to your door. Go to BlueNile.com to get 30% off. Select lab-grown diamonds. That's BlueNile.com for 30% off lab-grown diamonds. BlueNile.com. The next section came back to legal advice where Opie said an update. I hope I'd never have to post. My daughter's mother has passed. I got a call this morning telling me that my daughter's mother had passed away. No other details at this time, most likely an overdose. I recognize it's an inevitability, but also hope for a miracle for our girl's sake, if not her own. You always cheer for people you loved at one point, and especially so in this case. It's mixed relief and deep sadness. Legally, there are going to be some things down the line that will force me to deal with on behalf of our kid, and I'm sure it'll come with questions I'll rely on you for. Our girl doesn't know yet. I let her sleep in this morning and she's still asleep. I don't know how I'm going to tell her, and that's the part that gets me. She's going through some stuff on her own right now, and this was the last thing I wanted for her. An OP's final update came from Dada, who said, I can't believe I've been dadding for a year. Things are wildly different than they were a year ago, and 2020 alone feels like a decade. But my 11-year-old and I just celebrated one year together. I didn't know she existed until this time last year, and she truly is the best thing that ever happened to me. I don't feel comfortable, and neither does she, sharing her face online, but I wanted to tell everyone what a great kid she is and celebrate our milestone year together. Tomorrow we're having a special dinner, along with my fiancé, who I wouldn't have met if it wasn't for her, and his three girls, and a cake and presents to celebrate. In many ways, this year has been a hard year. Not just with COVID, but it's also been a really happy year. At 40 when I met her, I'd spent 10 years building a life focused on self-improvement, on betterment, but there was always something missing. I was 10 years clean from heroin, but in some ways I think I was still punishing myself. I would not have told anyone who asked that I was unhappy because I didn't think that I was. But as Christine McVie so eloquently put it, my life was rearranged with the presence of her and her existence changed everything. Without her, I never would have met my amazing fiance. Our girls literally friggin' match made us. But moreover, I would never have realized that what was missing was this incredible, hilarious, spicy, cat-loving child. We've definitely had our share of wild highs and lows, but honestly, every single day has been so much better for her. She changed my life and I'm so glad she's in it. 
I can't make up for not knowing her the first 10 years of her life, but I can make the rest of it as amazing as this year has been. Oh, bloody hell, this story got me. What an absolute roller coaster. It had me stopping sometimes to wipe those old tears away. And I'm not going to read them, but I was looking at some of the comments and some of them, like, I love the way that people can relate on Reddit and in the comments below that they can relate to stories. And some of the people saying that they had like a near identical story to what happened here. And it's what I'm always thinking when I read these stories, you know, is like, as wild and as crazy as one story could be. I'm not saying this particular one, but any story that we read, someone can relate to it. And I find that absolutely amazing. But what do you guys make of this one? Let me know your thoughts in the comments below and let's move on to another one. Ooh, we got a neighbor's story from Tijinator2000. I may have got that name completely wrong. Apologies if I have. And this one's titled, Am I the Asshole If I Press Charges Against My Neighbor for Breaking and Entering? And it does come with an update as well. Am I the Asshole If I Press Charges Against My Neighbor for Breaking and Entering? This is crazy, but just happened this past weekend. Imale45 was alone and taking a nap for a couple of hours upstairs and came down about 4pm. I walked down and see a man walking out of my front door. I recognized him as my neighbor. We live in a townhouse complex and he lives right across from us. I confronted him and he apologized profusely and said he was drunk. Yeah, at 4pm and made a mistake. I could smell the alcohol on his breath. Seemed believable, but I decided to make a police report anyway. They questioned him, but his story was believable, so that was the end. I go back inside, frazzled, but thought it was over. I check my phone and see auto messages about recent charges on my credit card from a convenience store near my house for several beers where I was sleeping. I called the police again, and they were able to get a copy of the store's security footage a couple of days later. Surprise, surprise, it's him. The police arrested him this morning and he confessed to taking my wallet from my house, using my credit card, then returning it back to my house. He didn't even take the cash in the wallet. The whole thing is so bizarre. I would laugh about it, but then I would think, what if my wife and kids were home? What could have happened? Then I'd just get angry all over again. And now I just got a letter from his wife saying how he is drunk and getting help and begging me not to press charges. Part of me feels for her and wonders, am I the arsehole? But the other part thinks I should not only press charges, but also sue them into oblivion, forcing them to move at the very least. So, am I the arsehole if I press charges? Edit. The door was unlocked. We're in a gated community, so I just dropped my guard. The neighbors have money, so I have no idea why he did what he did. Maybe just to see if he could get away with it. The guy is being held in jail pending a court appearance this Friday. Likely will be released on bail, so no opportunity for him to apologize yet if he does. I'm not angry about the money. I'm angry about the invasion of privacy and the fact that I won't have peace of mind in my own home from now on. I'm angry because of what could have happened if my wife and kids were home and angry for how much worse it could have been in general. I will be meeting with the wife tonight as she keeps begging for a meeting. And we do have an update to this post, but in my opinion, you need to press those charges. You know, drunk isn't an excuse to get away with shitty behavior. Yes, I'd maybe myself feel a little bit of empathy towards someone who's going through a problem like that and the wife who's also battling it with him. But at the same time, as you said, 
you know, that could have put your family in danger. Who knows what would have happened if they would have been there, how you would have acted, stealing from you. But Mystique Rose 71 says, not the arsehole. That is such a bizarre situation. So the wife wants you to overlook him breaking in, stealing your credit card, and then he had the presence of mind to return it. What if your wife had been home, taking a nap, and he crawled into bed with her? I say press charges, and maybe that will sober him up. Too bad you can't press charges on her for being criminally stupid. Scarlet Zoe says, not the arsehole, and do not meet his wife. You need to press charges. How many times has this guy done this with his other neighbors or you without knowing about it? They say that a criminal commits many crimes before getting caught the first time, so I highly doubt this is his first offense. It is just the first time he was caught. His wife is attempting to sway a witness into changing his story by meeting with you. This is my question to you. Have you ever had the feeling things had been moved in your home or something was missing but could not put a finger on it? I bet you have and it was him. I bet he entered many homes around him without getting caught or used the oh I am drunk reply to get others to let things go like you did the first time. Before meeting his wife and letting her talk you out of pressing charges. Ask yourself this, if, if your wife had been the one home, what would he have done to her to shut her up? He needs to be held accountable for what he did because otherwise what will he do next? If you let him off the hook, it will only boost his confidence for the next time. Lance says, not the asshole. He's not going to stop doing this crap until he's forced to stop. Definitely be sympathetic to his wife, but hold your ground and press charges. And one more from Maxibon who says, not the asshole, drunk or not, actions have consequences, plain and simple. So now let's move on to the update to find out what happened next. So update. A lot of people have asked for updates, so here it is. Couldn't figure out how to post as an update, so just posting as an edit here. So I met with a wife and wow, it was interesting. I told her I'd meet in a coffee shop with my wife and I also recorded the conversation just in case. She didn't know I was recording. Yeah, that was shitty, but I'm glad I did it as you will see. Meeting time comes and my wife has to work late and she can't make it, so it's just the two of us. She is apologizing profusely and tells me how he has been a drunk for years and used to love drinking and gambling until he basically spent all of their savings a couple of years ago on bad bets and they almost lost the house until her parents bailed them out. He doesn't work anymore, but yet she keeps saying she loves him and he is a good man, blah, blah. She also confirms that she controls all the finances, credit cards, etc. as a result and just gives him an allowance to live on. She then asks if I can please drop the charges, etc. I let her know that I checked into it and it doesn't matter if I drop the charges now. They have the video of the crime, his fake statements, the credit card company is now involved, etc. So they have a rather long list of crimes and don't really need me to move forward. She then starts crying. I sat there for a very uncomfortable five minutes or so, wondering if I should leave. She then rather suddenly snaps out of it and the conversation goes like this. She says, look, I'm sure we can work something out. I've noticed you many times around my place, so maybe this is just me justifying my actions, but I can make you very happy while grabbing my hand and caressing it. Maybe you can just tell the police you made a mistake, that you actually let him use your card and just forgot. Me, as I slowly pull my hand away, uh, I'm sorry, but I don't think so. I should tell the police I lied and also tell the credit card company. Pretty sure I'll be joining your husband in jail. She says, come on, that wouldn't happen. I've seen you look at me. You say you're not tempted, saying you don't think I'm attractive. She is, to her credit. And I say, um, well, so the answer is no, and it's time for me to leave. Sorry for your situation, but it's out of my hands now. 
Her face becomes cold and hard looking. She said, fine, I can easily turn this around, you know. Who do you think will believe you when I tell the police you tried to rape me? I know when you're home alone. All I have to do is pick a time when you don't have an alibi. Do you really want to do this? Me, now I'm pissed off. I say, right, okay, well, just to let you know, I've... Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Recorded his entire conversation, so good luck with that. And I'll see you in court. And I walk out to her screaming obscenities and threats with a whole coffee shop staring at her and me. Guess I'm not going there again. So... That's it for now, I guess. After the exchange with the wife, I am now seriously consider suing them for the mental stress and seeing if I can force them to move. I shouldn't have to keep stressing every time I see them. Thanks everybody for the advice. And that's as far as the update goes at the moment. So I'm guessing we can expect another one in the future. But what do you guys make of this one? That took a turn in the middle there. Let me know your thoughts in the comments below and just a huge thank you from the bottom of my heart for getting involved in today's stories, your love, support and time and everything you do for the channel. Get involved in Twitter, wherever you are. Thank you so, so much. It means the absolute world. And I will see you in the next one. Take care, guys. Much love. Wake up, get up, stretch my legs, eat some breakfast, milk and eggs, brush my teeth up, wash my face, throw my clothes on, start my day. Wake up, I can smell the smoke from the bacon. Let's go, see the sun shining from the windows. Okay, I know that's a damn.